the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. When you walk in the light as He is in the light, you have fellowship with one another, and you develop in the Lord, and when you are obeying God and doing what you know you should do, He's going to give more light. He's going to come closer to you. He's going to bless you more abundantly. But why should God give us additional light when we are not walking in the light that we already have? Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Believe the Lord. He's going to speak truths to us that will transform. I believe that. Do you believe that? Yes. All right. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Your transforming word. Let my life be transformed. Let something good happen to me today. today. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Bless your word to my heart. heart. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. I've been preaching a series of sermons on the life of Jesus. But there were at least two segments that I dealt with, and I dealt with them separately, of a silent period in the life of Jesus. The first was when Jesus came back, only two years old was Jesus, when he came back from Egypt and went to Nazareth uh, to live and to grow up from age 2 to age 12. The only thing we know about Jesus is what the Bible says. The only accurate thing that we know about him is that the scripture says he grew in wisdom in stature, in favor with God and with men. He grew, he grew, he grew in wisdom. That's what we're doing here today. That's what in Dr. Gina's class, that's in these Sunday school classes, that's in 40 days in the word. We're growing in wisdom. We're being just like Jesus, our shepherd. We're following him in the word and we're growing in wisdom. And we're growing in favor with God We're growing in favor with one another and with man. Now, during that time from two years old to age 12, uh, his mother taught him the the Pentateuch. And then at about age six, he went to the synagogue school and he learned the Torah. Then at age 12, he appears in the temple and he says, I must be about my father's business or I must be in my father's house. And then that was that silent period, age two to 12. And then from age 12 to age 30... 
Another big silent period. 18 years of silence. 18 years. And then he appears on the banks of the Jordan and is baptized. And during that 18 years, he was a carpenter, pleasing God, supporting his mother, his younger brothers, and his younger sisters. Now, there's age 2 to 12, age 12 to 30, and now the last three years. And the last three years, age 30 to 33, are not silent. They're dynamic with Jesus going about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Now, that sums up those last three years. What was he doing during those three years? Well, he was teaching. He was healing. He was feeding. He was taking children in his arms and blessing them. He was cleansing the temple. He was doing a lot of things. But instead of going through all of that, the apostle Peter summed it all up in Acts 10.38 in one sentence. What was Jesus doing? He was going around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Doing good. Something good is going to happen. Something good is happening. Why? Because Jesus of Nazareth is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does good, and he wants to. He yearns to do something so good, so beautiful for you and me. Let us open our hearts and allow him to do that. Now, I'm going to go back to a little bit in history, to in Acts chapter 10, to the time when the Apostle Peter made that statement and summarized Jesus' ministry during the last three years, age 30 to 33. The Apostle Peter was a Jew, and Jews had absolutely nothing to do with anyone else who wasn't a Jew. They only loved Jews. They only fellowship with Jews. They wouldn't go into a Gentile's house. That was an abomination. But one day in prayer, God spoke to Peter, and told him not to look down on anybody, not to call anybody unclean or uncommon, because God cares for everybody, every nationality, and every race. Here's what was happening. There was a man named Cornelius. He was a Gentile. He was a Roman. He was a centurion, meaning he was a soldier with the Roman government. He had about 100 men under his command. Centurions made good salaries. They were actually the wealthiest people in the community. But he was very uh, socially uh, accepted by his uh, peers and his neighbors and the people in his community. Cornelius, being a Roman, was a pagan An educated, brilliant, intelligent heathen. (laughs) Do you know anyone like that? (laughs) Intelligent heathens? They have the great educations, but they don't know Jesus, and they have their other gods. They're all around us all the time. That's how I was and you were before the Lord came into our hearts. But here's this centurion knowing that paganism, with all of its gods and all the Roman culture could not satisfy him. Now, he was honest. He was honest before the Lord. And he was not satisfied with that type of existence. So he turns to the Jewish faith, yet never being circumcised and actually converting to the Jewish faith. Yet he started practicing Jewish purposes, uh, uh, practices, and he began praying to the God of Israel. 
And it was the ninth hour in the afternoon. Well, it was three o'clock in the afternoon, the ninth hour. And that was the time that Jews would pray. And so the ninth hour, three o'clock afternoon, here's Cornelius praying in his home. Well, Peter, being a Jew, ninth hour, three o'clock, he was praying. Well, there was a visitation on Cornelius and a visitation of the Holy Spirit on Peter. And the Holy Spirit spoke to Cornelius and said, I want you to send to Joppa. There's a man over there, the Apostle Peter. He's going to come, enlighten you, and take you further in your relationship with God. Now, friend, listen to this. When you walk in the light as he is in the light, you have fellowship with one another, and you develop in the Lord. And when you are obeying God and doing what you know you should do, he's going to give more light. He's going to come closer to you. He's going to bless you more abundantly. But why should God give us additional light when we are not walking in the light that we already have? Oh, I thought I was going to get a hand clap on that one. (laughs) Hey, friend, come on. You're letting me down today. Energize me a little bit. (laughs) That's better. (laughs) But Cornelius was a pagan. Then he had Jewish practices. And God saw a man after his own heart. And God said, I'm going to bless this man. I'm going to take him further and further and further. I'm going to give him enlightenment now. And Peter now comes to Cornelius himself. Matter of fact, the apostles at Jerusalem were so upset with Peter that Peter had to go back, that Peter went into a Gentile's house. That Peter had to go to them and defend himself and explain what was going on. And when he did, then the apostles accepted what Peter had done. And that was okay with them. They they received uh, Cornelius and Gentile people. But God's love reaches out to all people. No respecter of persons. He loves everybody equally. Well, here in verse 34 of Acts chapter 10, the scripture says, Now that Peter is at Cornelius' house... Verse 34, then Peter began to speak. What did he speak? He began to tell them about Jesus. The first thing he told them was about the peace that Jesus gives. Apparently, this man, even though he had moved from paganism to Hebrewism to Jewishism, He still did not have peace, not the peace that God wanted him to have. And so the very first thing that Peter talks to him about, here's Cornelius, here's his whole family, here's all of his friends. You you talk about a small group. Well, they were all in his house, but that was not a small group. That was quite a crowd of people. And Peter tells them about Jesus and the peace that Jesus gives. Then he goes on, Peter does, The scripture says he opens his mouth and he begins to speak. The next thing he talks to them about is that Jesus is Lord. He tells them, if you make Jesus Lord of your life, that means I surrender all. I do everything I know to do. And I stop doing those things that I know that I shouldn't do. In other words, I I give my heart to the Lord. I crown him king over my life. I bow the knee of my heart to him. I make him Lord. Now the peace of God is going to come in. Well, here in verse 34 of Acts chapter 10, the scripture says, Now that Peter is at Cornelius' house, 
Verse 34, then Peter began to speak. What did he speak? He began to tell them about Jesus. The first thing he told them was about the peace that Jesus gives. Apparently, this man, even though he had moved from paganism to Hebrewism to Jewishism, he still did not have peace, not the peace that God wanted him to have. And so the very first thing that Peter talks to him about, here's Cornelius, here's his whole family, here's all of his friends. You you talk about a small group. Well, they were all in his house, but that was not a small group. That was quite a crowd of people. And Peter tells them about Jesus and the peace that Jesus gives. Then he goes on, Peter does. The scripture says he opens his mouth and he begins to speak. The next thing he talks to them about is that Jesus is Lord. He tells them, if you make Jesus Lord of your life, that means I surrender all. I do everything I know to do. And I stop doing those things that I know that I shouldn't do. In other words, I I give my heart to the Lord. I crown him king over my life. I bow the knee of my heart to him. I make him Lord. Now the peace of God is going to come in. Here it's starting to come. Then he goes on to tell, Peter goes on to tell Cornelius that when Jesus was here, he gave peace. People who made him Lord were greatly blessed and received that peace, but he also healed people. And the healing here is not only physical healing. Yes, it's physical healing. But people had been traumatized by Satan. And they didn't know how to get rid of their anxiety and their fear and their anguish. We have it. Today we still have it. And today Americans are taking more medication and more pills to get rid of fear and to get rid of anxiety. More pills in order to sleep at night. We are a pill-infested nation. More so than any nation on earth, Americans are the richest, most educated, and we gobble, 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 pills, pills, pills. Just go home and look at your medicine cabinet, would <laughs> if you don't believe me. Friend, we need that peace that transcends all understanding. We need to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ that that peace might come in. Jesus gives peace. But friends, you have to make him Lord. You have to be obedient to him. You have to do his will. You have to do what you already know is right to do. You say, well, I know it's right, but, you know, I'm not ready to do it yet. Well, then you're not ready for peace yet. You're not ready for peace. But when you give to Jesus the heart that is within you, that peace will come. And healing will come. Healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, even physical healing. We want things from God, but God wants something from us. And Peter was there telling Cornelius what it was. Then Peter went on to tell about the crucifixion of Jesus, telling Cornelius and his family. This pagan who had become a a practicing Jew without becoming a Jew by circumcision, tells him about the crucifixion, how Jesus took our sins in his own body and they hung him on a tree. Now, the reason he said he didn't mention the cross, he said he hung him on a tree, meaning that he was cursed. He tells Cornelius, Peter does, that that Jesus was cursed. He, He took your curse and my curse, the curse of all your family, the curse of all your friends. But he said, Peter said, it didn't stop there. There was a resurrection 
and he arose from the dead. Now, friend, when I read this story about this man, a grown man, perhaps in his early 40s, nearing 50 years old, hearing this for the very first time, that there's a man named Jesus, a man who gives peace when we make him Lord, a man who heals emotionally, physically, a man who bore our sins, a man who rose from the dead. Friend, what would it be like? What do you think it would be like to hear that story for the very first time? I've heard it over and over and over and over, haven't you? It, 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 I, I don't get chills or goosebumps or anything when I hear it because I've heard it before. But to hear it for the very first time, something so, so happened in Cornelius that the heavens opened. The Holy Spirit came. They began to praise God in other tongues. Friend, listen, when the word comes in, no, now notice this, notice, notice this. Verse 34, then Peter began to speak. Friend, listen to the spoken word of God. Listen to it with your heart. Don't become distracted. When Peter began to speak, what did he speak? The peace that Jesus gives, the lordship of Jesus, the healing of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. That's what he spoke. And when he spoke it, they heard it, they received it, they were moved by it. And the Holy Spirit came upon them. Friend, if I could only open my heart like Cornelius did. If I could could only hear it again. Like I'm hearing it for the very first time. And be moved by it. I would have that same wonderful transforming experience. These Gentiles came into a genuine saving faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Peter didn't say, no, you have to. Become a Jew, you have to be circumcised, you have to do the sacrifices, you have to have kosher food and follow the dietary laws. No, just Jesus. Just Jesus. Come on, can you say that? Just Jesus? Just Jesus. Just, say it again, just Jesus. Jesus. Friend, just Jesus. That's all you and I need today. Just Jesus. Follow him, make him Lord, we'll have his peace, we'll have his healing, we'll have his intervention. We'll have the Holy Spirit. More importantly, the Holy Spirit will have us. Now, I want you to put on the screen, if you would, please, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Put it on the screen. This sums up the whole story. When Peter went through all of this, I don't know how many hours he must have talked and gave the, the word, spoken word. And then he summed it all up. This is the summation of the life of Jesus between age 30 And the age 33, and I want you to read it with me in unison. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Because God was with him. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went around doing good. Friend, he's still going around doing good. And I believe he's come around Largo Community Church. He's come around 1701 Enterprise Road today. I believe he's here to do good just like he did when he was here uh, in that 30 to 33 years, in that three-year span. Now, notice what it says, how God anointed Jesus. Anointed means a divine unction, 
a divine enablement to do good things, to bless and to turn ugly things into beautiful things. How God anointed Jesus. Friend, God will anoint Jesus to release to you today that divine power, that divine enablement. There will be a release. Say Jesus. Jesus. Now, when you say that with your heart and your heart is in it and your mind is on him, there's released unto you a divine enablement, a divine power, something that will do good in you, that will change you, enable you, strengthen you, cause anything ugly in your life, in your family to become beautiful. He will take ashes, Jesus will, and turn them into beauty. He is still the miracle working Christ. And I believe somebody today needs a miracle here. Somebody needs that divine enablement. That holy anointing that Jesus gives is for all. But somebody's going to get it today. They're going to open their heart. They're going to believe and they're going to receive. His name is spoken. We can say the name. But do we believe the name? Do we submit to the name? Do we make him who has that name Lord over our lives? When we do, that divine enablement, that holy release of power comes. Friend, it's not something you learn. It's not something you do. It's something you receive. And it's not something, it's someone. And his name is Jesus. Just Jesus. That's all. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. You know, he still turns water into wine. Sorrow, he turns into joy. He will turn weakness into strength. He will turn ashes into beauty. Let's bow before him today. Let's look up here and read the conclusion together. Read it in unison. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That my heart may sing to you and not be silent. Oh Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Friend, let's not just keep reading about it. Let's not just keep hearing sermons about it. But let's hear that story again for the very first time. And let Jesus come into our house, into our temple, and change us. Let's, let's bow before him now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blessing to us, for your presence with us, for the divine, holy anointing upon you, causing you to release unto us the mighty power of God to the healing of our emotions, of our bodies, the healing of our mental situation, the healing of our lives. You're the great physician. You're the redeeming Savior. You're the Jesus, the shepherd, present. The spoken word has gone forth. Peter spoke the word, and the Holy Spirit came upon Cornelius. The word has been spoken today, and I believe the Holy Spirit has come upon somebody. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. 
I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris and supporting the Healing Word Ministry with your prayers and donating to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ reaching thousands? Go to thehealingword.com and click the Donate button to pledge your support. And remember, the faith-building message you heard today is our gift to you. Your donation is your gift to God. Do you need Pastor Morris to pray with you about a struggle or decision you're wrestling with? The Pray Now app is available to you right now. Go to thehealingword.com, click Pray Now, and select the topic that matches your request. Pastor Morris will provide encouragement, pray with you, and deliver a brief message on overcoming and living in victory. Again, pray now at thehealingword.com. Join us tomorrow for another Healing Word message. Until then, blessings on you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.